genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one turtle tossing minute at a time, and what minute would be more appropriate for tossing some turtles minute number 69. I am your host, Scott Toffey. With me, as always, is our crew of uh, shellbacks here. That's Chris O'Connor over there. You know, I knew a girl in college who was really good at tossing my turtles. Whoa. There's kids listening. Are there? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Well, that outraged voice is Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And the other slightly less outraged voice is Adam Sheehan. 69, dudes. I don't get it. Righteous. What? Why? What? Uh, uh, I'll explain it to you when you're a little older. Okay, Scott. fair. Well, anyway, here we are, minute number 69 in Secret of the Ooze. It, listen, it's been an eventful last couple of weeks. It's been a while since we last got together. Uh, I think we've been on vacation for a couple weeks as of recording this, but as of you guys listening to it, we've already been back for a while, but this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to each other since we talked to Robbie Rist. Uh, we, we got, you know, more contact back from Michel and Sisti via email. So we said hello to him again over there. It's, it's been a nice little couple weeks of, uh, not recording, but it's good to get back with the gang. Right guys? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I think it's also worth mentioning that Scott has been on vacation for two weeks. Some of us are, uh, working for a living here, you know, nerds. We took a staycation, but that's not the same. It was a couple of days. I don't All right, know well, what that's like. Fair. Uh, if you didn't hear Chris over on Robbie's podcast, The Spoon, you guys should go take a listen to that. That was a lot of fun. The Spoon Radio. Yeah, I had fun com. With it. I listened to it on my flight back okay. uh, from my vacation, and I, I laughed out loud did, in the I airplane. I didn't, I didn't several do too times. bad, right? Yeah. No, you did good. You Aww. done good, kid. You done good. I'm glad I represented <laughs> the brand appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it occurs to me that wrapping up this week here, minutes 69 and 70, is uh, we're getting real close to the end of this thing, and I, it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's a short movie, so. <laughs> that is true. It is a short movie. Wait. But, uh, you know, I feel like we're making the most for of us? it. Oh, something like 83, 84. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's real close. Like three weeks left. Two, 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 three weeks left. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. We still have some. some oh, man. Some guest hosts that are oh, going to be popping on. Chris, Chris, Pixie I, Dust. I just, it's going to be okay. I just, I don't know if I'm ready for this to be over and not a part of my life anymore. Well, you know what the nice part is when this one's over? What? There's always the third one. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I'm kind of ready for this to be over, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you ready You ready for a turtle-cation? <laughs> I am ready for a turtle-cation. I mean, as much as I, I, I love doing this and I love interacting with our fans, we, we caught up to that uh, that cushion we always give ourselves way fast, and it's been it's been a ride, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I feel like last year, and, and again, we're kind of going off the trajectory of minute sixty nine here and, and getting a little bit nostalgic. But last year, I feel like I was spending every day editing that day's episode. Like every morning, I wake up, edit that day's episode, and upload it. Yes. Yeah, um, I haven't had to do that yet. I've at least been able to get them done like the night before or the Sunday before. So, 
That's all right. But anyway, let's talk about Minute 69, shall we? Minute 69 starts with Mikey and Leo realizing that uh, they found the cube. And no! it ends with uh, Michelangelo about to be turtle tossed. I think it's Michelangelo. Uh, into what can only be the interior of the Dock Shore Club. Yeah. Original okay. name. So this minute, let's talk about it. Uh, I think we talked about the terrible idea of putting ice cubes into donuts, so we don't we need to really go over that. But I think where I'd like to start is, why is Leonardo such a coward? As soon as Toka and Rezar like, begin their attack, Leonardo's like, no, don't go after me. Go after Mikey. He's <laughs> like, I didn't even idea. touch him. Because physical comedy. It just, you know. But that's, I, I, I mean, I, I guess, but that's, clearly an adr line that's that's a dub over which is it's weird not, it's not a good moment for the for our brave heroes no uh dare i say leonardo not acting very leader like in this no moment. no has no. he been leader like in this film uh not really i mean he's sort of taken charge of some quiet you know some moments where they're talking but not like you know, in the fight. I feel like even cartoon Leonardo, the 87 Toon Leo, was always the one who's like, you know, turtles fight with honor and let's go get them and we can do it. Very positive. This Leonardo has had a lot of, uh, let's say, more meek moments in this film. There's there's a couple times where he's sort of the mature one. When they're moving out of April's apartment, he's kind of the one who spearheads that. Uh, I guess dealing with Raph a little bit, and, uh, I mean, what else? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Mostly. I guess I mean, kind of looking for Raph. He's been a leader in, like, a, like an early X-Men Cyclops kind of way. Like, <laughs> yeah, not to beat that dead horse, uh, yeah, but no, he is... Definitely is, a Cyclops. I would, I would even say this is not even a Cyclops moment. This is, this is out of character even for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know how I would describe this other than if we if we Putting go back someone to, else in front of you is very not... Cyclops wouldn't do that. No. Like, who would no, do maybe that? Maybe if it was like Wolverine or someone <laughs> who can really take it. Like, hey, like, oh, you, we'll just you've got push, a healing factor. You're small and I hate you. We'll Be push Lara out in front of the car and you know, she'll take it. Be my meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely done stuff like that. I mean, for a while... Uh, he constructed an X Force team that was basically that. He a, would just a drop, meat shield. Yeah, he would just drop them in like the absolute worst situations imaginable. Mm. Yeah, there's another thing that happens in here. It's even before Leo's like, uh, "Go attack Michelangelo." Shredder yells, "Get them!" And it's another one of those instances of poor Francois Chow being, I'm assuming, told to stand perfectly still and only move his lips. For a character that's going to be dubbed over and is wearing a mask, like <laughs> there is no body language. If there no. is, it's off camera. His eyes just get really wide, and that's about it. I, I just, I look. I've been, I've been thinking back again on this movie, I've been pontificating about whether I really like it or not, and it's just Shredder for me is a con. Maybe what we'll do at the end of the season is a pro con list, but Shredder is a con because. Mm-hmm. It's it, they just don't use him. He's barely there. He's not needed, really. No. Yeah. Like for all the hoopla of being this like 
essentially reincarnated bad guy from the first movie, he he does very very little. You know, it just until the very end. Here's a thought. This I think would have been better if Tatsu got to lead the Foot Clan. Like if instead of having Shredder come back, Tatsu got to like he he took control and he was on a quest for vengeance and and all this stuff that happened like he did everything. And then like conceivably at some point maybe you could have a reveal where he has the Shredder's body and he applies the mutagen and makes Super Shredder. But I think it would be, you know, and so he has like a monster Frankenstein shredder. Oh, Frankenstein super, shredder. Super Franken zombie shredder. shredder. Zombie I shredder. feel like that, that, would be would, that would be a lot more interesting because you could and also. And would be like, I want revenge for my murdered master. So there's that angle. But then you could also, you know, use the suspense of, you know, watching Tatsu doing mysterious things in like, oh, Tatsu's like, I have to go somewhere. And the, the viewer's like, what's he doing? Why does he need this? I ooze? need more Why's- of the ooze and also a lightning bolt. <laughs> they also could have made uh they could have made Perry evil. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like Perry could you have know, been super into it. He's like, "Ooh, I've never had the opportunity to apply my ooze to a cadaver before." You know what would have been cool if instead of the shredder coming back, if if you know, someone else took up the helm, like yeah. Tatsu. Yeah. Or Freddy. Or mm. Freddy. Or uh <laughs> or Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be great. Rockwell is such a good bad guy name anyway. <laughs> but like imagine him like with the mask on and like trying to get the reverb going like regular or menthol. Oh no, imagine Sam Rockwell as the human version and then the voice of Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's just anything you want to do, do it. <laughs> I I just feel bad because the Sh- Shredder is such a good villain. It's the reason why the Turtles franchise can't get rid of Shredder, right? Like, yeah. he was only there for essentially what was supposed to be a one-off comic book, and even the comic books had to bring him back several yeah. times. Yeah. And then the movies couldn't kill him off, had to bring him back. He's such a good visual uh, bad guy. Like, he looks yeah. so great opposing the turtles it's darth vader-esque that you you don't want to lose him because nothing you're going to come up with is going to be better yeah well Well, the idw comics like this the idw comics currently have a miniseries running of shredder in hell so like (laughs) like even when he's dead like he can still kind (laughs) of contribute to this story in some weird ass way well in the batman turtles movie shredder was really good in that too yeah, I, I think uh, in some regards, like, the villainy is constrained by the fact that in the second one, they were very definitely like, all right, but let's point this one more directly at the children. Well, Mr. Wrist himself said it. They were pandering to a younger audi- audience, and yeah. sadly, the result is they, they completely neutered this character. Yeah, if I if I were going to do the ideal remake, which is a great podcast that I've been on, and you guys should all be on it, too, and it's really cool and fun, but if I were to do the ideal remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, it would definitely, like, Shredder's dead. He's either he's either completely dead and and does not factor in at all, and it's just Tatsu's quest for revenge, or at the end, it's revealed that Tatsu has like made Franken Shredder, and and that's where like Karai in the comics and in some of the TV series is such a great character because right, Karai yeah. does all the things that you would want Shredder to do. She's she's you know badass. She's got connections to him familially, and you know 
familially, family, familial connections. She's I'll got allow. those. What Chris said. <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for the call from the judges' gallery. <laughs> um, but like, like Rachel said, it would have been super cool if, like, okay, so here comes Tatsu, who is the new shredder, or Karai is the new shredder. You know, it. And I know that's been done. Oh, you know, like since shredder 91. is a mantle, like it's the armor on on whoever, and everybody's like, oh man, the shredder's back, but no, it's not the same guy. Oh, uh, right. what if Leonardo was the shredder? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like now you're just teasing me. That happened in the comic books, right? Well, uh, in a way, uh, Leo was his Chunin for a little while, <laughs> and then um, they beat the Shredder, and then Splinter took over the Foot Clan. So, like Spl- Splinter is essentially the Shredder now. Oh, all right. I'm way behind. Yeah, you're super behind. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do more of those back issues podcasts so I can ch- catch up. But well, anyway, there's, there's been a recent thing that we really should probably do an issue. Uh, yeah, I know about the thing. About. I'm well aware of the thing, and I need to I need to catch up to the thing so I can have opinions about the thing. I like what I see about the thing so far, but <laughs> I don't know say, enough. Can about we say the what thing. the thing is, or just not? I feel like everybody knows what the thing so is. So it's girl turtle, right? It's girl turtle. Girl turtle. Okay. Jenica, but not Venus. Not, Not at Venus. all, Venus, no. She's been expunged from the canon. <laughs> expunged. That's what it yeah. said in the Wikipedia article, and I like oh, that wow. language. That's, well, who <laughs> are we to argue wet. with a Wikipedia? I know, I know that, that like, for the Catholic Church, excommunicated is to expel a person from the body body of the church, but I wonder if they have like a term for getting rid of like a book or, or an artifact or something. Because uh, that'd be well, I guess expunged works, but I mean, you know, they just be call something. it they just call it apocrypha and move on. <laughs> Venus is apocrypha. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, let's let's roll back to our minute here because we're only about yeah, six where, seconds where through it. So Shredder, disappointing, uh, and then we get into some hijinks with Toka and Razor and the turtles and some donuts, <laughs> and once again, the fantastic Foot Clan extras who are so extra in this minute. <laughs> <laughs> the extra extras they are some they are some particularly animated gifts they are yeah they're just waving anything that they're holding and even when they're not holding anything they're just waving and flailing that's it that's all the foot clan does in this movie is wave and flail do you think any of them have headphones on and they're just dancing to whatever music they're listening to that's uh, one of those silent raves yeah <laughs> What they're actually listening to, you don't hear it on screen. The but Foot Clan in, was very cutting edge. They can hear the Vanilla Ice concert next door. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time so. I was I was down the shore, and there was a Weird Al concert, and we were able to hear it through this big wall. So, like, we were like, hey, we're getting a free Weird Al concert right now. I love kinda Weird what, Al. Kind of what that was like. Did you burst through the wall and then start no. a fight? No. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> no, we just sat outside, and then... Listen to the concert. It was fun. Um, so Razor is chasing Raphael around, or sorry, Michelangelo around. He swats the donuts out of his hands, and he grabs yeah. onto his <sighs> wrists, and we get the uh, turtle you know, airplane spin. I'm kind of curious, um, you know, uh, ju- judging from from how Razor sort of, how he did the swat and how he grabs, like if Michelangelo had had his hands up higher or in a different place, would Razar have been able to grab them? Because it looks like his like range of motion is just not there. Like oh, his with little, the, like the his shoulder little, pads his, on. Yeah, with his shoulder pads. Like I, it's like, can he raise his arms up? I I don't think so. It looks like he can. You know, like if you if you were to if they were to do like a Vitruvian man of Razar, like his arms wouldn't be able to go up like past you know like like thirty degrees. 
No, well, that's I mean, a... he is a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> dogs can't really do that either. Yeah. No, I guess they can't. Uh, I mean, good observation from a puppeteering standpoint. It's he does look rather limited. Um, my question was when they cut. So he grabs Michelangelo and he starts to drag him around in the airplane spin, and then there's a cut, and it's a it pulls back, and it's like a crane shot of him actually spinning Mikey around. We talked to, uh, was it this scene? No, it's not this scene. No, it, it is was this scene. This scene. He, Michelin he said he was, was on, talking about. Yeah, he said he was on like kind of a a crazy rig, like a propeller it, blade. Yeah, like a propeller blade kind of a deal. It's a cool shot though because like it goes up and then back down. So like you get this cool like um kind of a parabola like arc. Yeah, ooh. Um paraboloid? Parabolic? Parabolic arc? Yeah, there you go. That's My the name question. of the, the the Pringle shape. It's technically a hyperbolic paraboloid. Yes. Ooh. Hyperbaric parabolic hyperbolic paraboloid that's fascinating that's the name of the pringle shape i I hope to take that out some point and and use that against someone is there anybody in the mikey suit in the crane shots or is it just an empty weighted suit like a dummy turtle i feel like it would look really dumb if there were if it was just an empty suit I mean, it looks weighted, but I can't imagine for those like it, it's got to be empty for some of those like really fast spins around. I yeah. don't. I don't think you can do that with a guy in there. Yeah, and also like it would, it might. Yeah, to to, to I can't imagine there's a person in there. It could be weighted, but like if you had a person in there and then you spin <laughs> yeah. it around and like, well, I mean, just imagine how strong the guy has to be. Well. Jeez, I just don't think so. He's spinning him pretty effortlessly because, like, if if you if you put this side by side to like Cesaro doing that spin, <laughs> I was wondering how long ring, it was gonna take. Like, <laughs> it, it looks like it takes a lot out of a guy like Cesaro. Uh-huh. And Cesaro is like chiseled yeah, okay. out of stone. He's as close All to right, mutant as you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> um. Toka once again throws a turtle. This is like the the main thing that Toka and Rezar do, and this is the only way they fight is they just throw turtles around. They throw Leonardo into Donnie and Raph. Uh, at 27 seconds, you get a really awkward turtle butt crack shot <laughs> that I wish I hadn't seen. That's another Wake missed up. opportunity for those bowling pin sounds. Right, I was just going to say that. Uh, and Leo has this line. He goes, M-M-Mikey? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, it's I mean it's I like I like the timbre of it it's a funny sound in my ear I it's it's cartoon Leonardo it's it's the Stooges <laughs> it's not Leonardo it's it's somebody else uh but Mikey gets hurled into oh wait a minute he says I forgot the joke before he gets hurled into the wall he says maybe I should have brought bagels <laughs> that would have been worse yeah so michelangelo is on a minute long one-liner extravaganza here because he's got that one he's got another one in a minute like his major spin cycle yep and then he also says i know what a post now i know what a postal package feels like after he gets oh, thrown yeah. into the wall the wall comes down we see that they're at the dock shore club or next door to it <laughs> He stands up, and there are literally Tweety Bird sounds <laughs> yeah. as he stutters around, 
and he says, now I know what a postal package feels like. Um, which, you know, not funny because the Postal Service, you know. They, they do they a good job. Of, they do a pretty good job. I, I don't know they, what it was they, like they, in the not, 90s, but they do a good job I now. I mean, UPS sucks, but. Yeah, but the the Postal Service isn't taking packages and like swinging them around as, as far as I know. I don't know. Have you seen Ace Ventura? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of. That, But he was faking. <laughs> that's true. Um. I, I want you guys to notice the cute Donatangelo moment that happens. Who goes to check on Mikey but his biggest brother Donatello? Once again, this happens earlier in this movie also. It happens in the mall scene. Do you think that the script writer was like intentionally pairing these two up so frequently or did it just kind of happen that way? In this instance, it probably just happened that way. Yeah, it probably this little moment probably wasn't even written, honestly. It's just he was the first one to get there. Yeah. Um, and then this next little sequence is perhaps I this might be the most famous part. I'm going back, whatever I said it was two weeks ago, <laughs> I'm changing my mind. I'm calling an audible. This is the part of the movie that I remember the most. Yeah. At least it is when I watch it right now. Uh this is clearly from the trailer. I remember this vividly from the preview. Anybody else? Anybody else? I can't yes. really remember the trailer. Yeah, me I, I watched it recently. I don't this remember is, the trailer. You got to go watch it because this is like this is the gag in the trailer that is. I I, I just remember it so vividly. Uh, the you take the ugly one. You take the ugly one. I'll take I'll the take ugly it. one. Which one's the ugly one? <laughs> in a world with two ugly ones. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. When when Raz is like spinning him around before he throws him like that shot. The you know the shot of of him spinning and like you get the close up of Razor's face. Man, he looks like such a he looks like such a puppet. Uh, yeah, it's just Razar never usually looks good. Um, unfortunately. At least not from the neck up. Was it Teen Girl Squad that had the ugly one? Oh yeah. The ugly one. The ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's yes, a face? So and so. The ugly one. <laughs> what's you up, take what's a face, guy? I'll take the ugly one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to open that basket. That's, That's all right, man. Never a bad time to open the Homestar Runner basket. Because uh, I feel like once you get a Homestar Runner quote, quote thing started, it's hard to stamp it out. Yeah. And then and then people younger Adam, than us just, are like, just what? Give me a chance, all right? Burn it, eight. <laughs> just give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance to do a dance. <laughs> Ladies. Anyway, there's like a majority of people out there that are either too old or too young and have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, like all of my younger coworkers are like, Homestar what? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like a three-year window. Three-year window that it's people are going to know. It's before YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we see Razar come in and uh, he... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's Toka. Toka grabs Michelangelo and is about to throw him again. And then the minute ends before we know where he's about to be thrown. I do want to point out at about 56 seconds through as Toka and Razor pass into this little hallway section, there's a bunch of band flyers on the wall. And one of them appears to say 311 and toxic weebs. 
yes. Toxic weebs. I want to go to that show. Toxic weebs. Yeah, and I don't know that it actually says 311, but it looks like it says 311. It might just be like a three and then two down arrows, but I'm going to pretend it's the first 311 gig ever. (laughs) Toxic weebs. The toxic weebs. I love that. This (laughs) kind of reminds me, uh, this Dock Shore Club, um, I my band used to play at this venue in Philly a lot called uh, Dockside Bar, uh-huh. where it was like an outdoor thing. It was right near the bridge. It was over by Penn's Landing. I love that place. Yeah, it was a cool place. But Scott, it could be three eleven because they formed in nineteen eighty eight. Wow. Um, and they were a fully fledged band by nineteen ninety one ninety two. So well, there you go. Could totally very possible. well be. Someone on the crew is a big fan of early 311 and also the toxic weebs. So. <laughs> um, but that that does it for me this minute. I don't think there's anything else that I care to talk about. How about you guys? No? Good? No. no. Good? no, no. Right. We always get it out, man. Well, it's Thursday. That was we the Thursday minute. We say what we minute. mean to say. We say it what was, we're going to say. It was kind of a... We say all the sayings we say. Kind of a disappointing 69 <laughs> but I mean, you know, just like bad pizza, it's still you know whatever, whatever. What great. what sixty nine isn't a little disappointing? I <laughs> let's I'm, be honest. I still have no idea what you're talking about. What's what's so funny? I just can't get to wait. I just can't wait to get to seventy. All right. Well, let's hurry up you're and all, get there, you're ladies all being and gentlemen. Gross, and I don't like it. <laughs> all right. All Sorry, right. Rachel. Oh man. All uh, right. Make sure you guys go to at TMNT Minute on Twitter on Instagram. Uh, duelinggenre.com slash merch or slash support. You know what those do. You've heard it before. I don't need yep. to say it again. No, I uh, don't. And go check out Chris's appearance on thespoonradio.com. Uh, yeah, the, it was The fun. home of Michelangelo himself. Robbie Rist has a podcast over there. And it does, I had uh, a lot of fun with that. And, yeah, you, and you guys should, uh, should pop on over there, too. They have some language on that show. so They do. That's true. I, By the I way, did I did shout a word like really loudly in the house, and I and I I realized after I shouted it that I was like, oh man, I I really hope my in laws didn't just yeah. really shout that. <laughs> I I was I was thanked. Uh, I think it was on the Facebook group for posting the uh, uh, disclaimer at the beginning of the Robbie Wrist interview. <laughs> so uh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Bye. bye. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>